Lifeline Middle School. If we've never met, my name is Luke, and we are starting a new series tonight called Stressed Out. And I wanna begin by talking about something that stresses me out a ton, which is going to the dentist. Does anyone here like going to the dentist? That'd be a little strange if you were like, woo, dentist, I love it. Uh, going to the dentist stresses me out for three specific reasons. First, it stresses me out because it is very uncomfortable physically. You're laying there, sort of laying down, but not really. Your mouth is open and you just feel a little weird and it's not the most cozy spot to be in unless they put that weighted x-ray blanket on you. That's kind of nice. A uh, second reason that it stresses me out is because it is uncomfortable socially. You have someone whose hands are in your mouth without gloves, I'm kidding, they wear gloves, and they're asking you about how your week is. Have you ever experienced this? Where they're like, and then what are you gonna do with your hands? And now I'm gonna go to the, and the thing with the thing. And you're trying to have a conversation when, I just put my fingers in my mouth, that's kind of weird. Uh, when they're asking you, or when their hands are in your mouth and it is uncomfortable, it is awkward. And the last reason going to the dentist stresses me out is because uh, in preparation for going to the dentist, I always am faced with the reality that I'm going to have an opportunity to tell a lie. And almost every time I go to the dentist, I do tell a lie. I know what you're thinking. Luke, you're a pastor. This is crazy. You're not supposed to lie. I know. But I feel like God might give me a free pass when it comes to talking about my teeth. Have you ever had this where a dentist is like, hey, uh, how often do you brush your teeth? For me, I'm like, oh, easy. A couple times a day, at least, like, that's fine. And then they ask you the other question. How often would you say you floss your teeth? And every time I feel like I do the same thing. I, I, I act like I'm thinking really hard about it. I'm doing the math seven days a week, morning and night. I, 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 not every day, but most days. And that's totally a lie. I am really bad at flossing my teeth. In fact, the last time I was at the dentist, the, the dental hygienist was like, okay, okay. She pulled out one of these, these teeth models. And she's like, uh, if you floss regularly, I'm a little concerned, maybe you're not doing it right. She then pulls out floss and is showing me how to floss as I'm sitting there laying down, humiliated and feeling a little guilty because I just lied to a medical professional. Now. Uh, the, the reason that this was stressful is because it was like a couple months ago and I'm an adult and I should know better, but I don't. So we're in a series on stress and talking about the dentist, but there, are, uh, there is another time in our lives that I feel like we uh, lie probably even more often than going to the dentist. And it's when someone asks us this question. Here it is. How are you? Have you ever lied when someone said, how are you? Like, uh, obviously the natural response is, I'm doing good, how are you? It's like a greeting kind of thing. It's like, instead of saying, hey, people are like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, good, how are you? Good, it's like a normal thing. In fact, I would say that it's the most widely accepted, socially acceptable lie on the planet. Because uh, imagine if you actually told the truth when someone asks how you're doing. Like you're in the grocery store with your parents and the, the person is checking you out and they're like, how you doing? And you're like, wow, uh, um, how am I doing? It's, it's been a rough week. Um, behind my schoolwork, uh, these two are fighting a lot at home. Um, 
you know, I, I have this weird social thing where I say something and I immediately regret it and I wonder if it's the right thing to say. I haven't flossed in I don't know how long. Like the person working at the grocery store would be like, okay, because we want each other to lie. We want each other to be like, good, how are you? Good, all right, see ya. So as we're starting the series, I wanna begin with good news. And that is that, this is gonna be life-changing, Jesus is better than the person who works at the grocery store. Meaning when Jesus uh, asks us how we're doing or when he invites us into a relationship with him, he actually wants to know. He actually cares about how we're doing for real. He doesn't want us to lie. He wants us to bring him all of the baggage, all of the stress, all of the worry that we're dealing with. And so as we're beginning the series on stress, I want to show you a story where uh, Jesus has this encounter with someone who is uh, not dealing with stress or worry, but who is dealing with blindness. Now, I know you're thinking, why are we talking about blindness in a stress series? <laughs> like, stress, stress is blindness. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that uh, Jesus' interaction with this man named Bartimaeus, who is blind, actually shows us a lot about how we can handle anything that we're dealing with uh, in our relationship with God. It shows us what we can do to bring our mess, our baggage, our honest answers of how we're doing to the one who cares and loves us more than anyone else. So if you have your Bible, you can turn it to Mark chapter 10. This is in the Gospels in the early on in the New Testament, the stories of Jesus. It's at the end of Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. And I want to tell you something. Uh, Jesus at this time, and I say this a lot, but Jesus at this time is growing popularity. People wanted to be around him. The important people wanted to uh, hear what he had to say. People were traveling just to uh, talk with him, just to hear him teach. And uh, he was a pretty big deal. So as Jesus is walking into uh, Jericho, this, this bigger uh, city, this town that he was going to, uh, he encounters this man named Bartimaeus who was blind and he was also a beggar. And before I get into their interaction, I just wanna talk about Bartimaeus because uh, what we read is two things. He was blind and he was a beggar. Uh, I do not know how long Bartimaeus was blind. There's a chance that he was born with blindness. There's a chance that he uh, got his blindness from an accident or something like that. But what I do know is that it's his reality, right? It's the it's reality that he lived in at that time. And because of that reality, he was a beggar. He, uh, as his occupation, because he was blind, he couldn't farm, he couldn't uh, create things with his hands. He was reliant on sitting at the corner of a busy street and asking for money. So if you ask Bartimaeus, what do you do on a Monday? He'd say, I go to my spot and I ask people for money. What do you do on Tuesday? I go to my spot, I ask people for money. What do you do on Wednesday? Same thing, Thursday, Friday. He sits down in a spot, he asks people for money. As I said, I don't know when the blindness started, if it was something he was born with, if it was something he had just recently got it, gotten, but I do know that it was his reality. So as we're talking about stress and worry, maybe you're in the same boat. Like, I don't know when you uh, 
got stressed out or when you uh, had anxiety, maybe some of you, as you're watching this, you're like, I feel like I've had this as a part of my life forever. I feel like I've been worried, anxious, stressed from the beginning as, as long as I can remember. And some of you are like, honestly, this season of my life is just stressful. It's a lot to carry. There's a lot going on. There's burdens in my family. I'm dealing with a lot. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot going on, and I just feel stressed in this season. Some of you have had it since you were born. Some of you are have, have it right now. I don't know which one you are, but I do know that it's your reality. And so I want to show you how Jesus meets Bartimaeus and what Bartimaeus does as a way for us to deal with our stress. So we are in uh, verse 47 of chapter 10 of Mark. This is how it goes. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. So, you, you can picture this scene, right? Bartimaeus is laying down, sitting down. He hears the kind of hustle and bustle of uh, the fact that Jesus is nearby. He's probably heard about the fact that Jesus could heal, how important he is. And he starts shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, look over here, pay attention to me. Now, the first thing that I want us to take from this is that Bartimaeus speaks out. He speaks out. He uh, shouts to Jesus saying, uh, look over here, come over here, have mercy on me. And so often when we're dealing with our stress, when we're dealing with the the difficulty of being a broken human being in a, a messed up world, we don't speak out. We don't call out to God. We stay silent. Maybe this is the encouragement that you need today to take a note from Bartimaeus' playbook and just say, you know what? When it comes to the things I'm dealing with, I'm going to speak out to God. Yes, there may be things in my life that try to keep me quiet, keep me from shouting out to God, calling out to him for help, but I am not going to stay silent. I am going to speak out. So the G- Jesus is walking by. Bartimaeus is shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then... In verse 49, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. Tell him to come here. So they they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus asked Bartimaeus this question. I love this. He says this. What do you want me to do for you? It's like Jesus is face-to-face with Bartimaeus. And he asked him this question that is so kind, that is so full of grace, that is so full of love for this person that was uh, marginalized in society. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus is kind. Jesus wants to know what Bartimaeus wants. And I want to show you what Bartimaeus says. He says, my rabbi the blind man said, I want to see. Now, there are two things that Bartimaeus could have said. The first one is he could have said, uh, okay, on Monday, I sit down, I ask for money. On Tuesday, I sit down, I ask for money. On Wednesday, I sit down and I ask for money. Maybe Jesus is loaded. He's a popular guy. And when Jesus gets down on his level and he's like, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus could have been like, 
I want money, lots and lots of money. And that would have been perfectly appropriate. But the thing is, Bartimaeus knew that Jesus could do what others couldn't. He knew that Jesus could heal him. He knew uh, to think bigger. So often when it comes to the things we're dealing with, we think small. We, we ask God for the small things. And yes, he cares deeply for us in the small things. But we just say, God, will you help me from, uh, get through this thing? Would you help me get through that thing? Would you help me with today? Would you? And, and yes, we are called to ask God for the small things. But Bartimaeus knew to ask Jesus to do what only Jesus could do. And I just think that this is something that you and I can learn from. What is it that you're going through that uh, you can actually think bigger when you're, when you're talking to Jesus? What is it that you're going through that you can say, you know what, normally in my small uh, human mind, I would ask for this, but instead I'm gonna ask God to do a bigger thing in my life. Maybe that's what you need to do. So the first thing Jesus could have done, or uh, Bartimaeus could have done, is he could have asked uh, for something small, for, for money, just like he asks other people. But he doesn't, he thinks bigger. The second thing Bartimaeus could have done is he could have said, you know, I picture that scene, Jesus is like, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus could have in that moment been like, you know what, I'm good, actually. Like, it's nice to know you care for me, but I, I'm all right, I, I actually don't need anything. Not from you, Jesus, I'm good. And he could have just gone right back to what he was doing. Of course, that would have made for a really weird, messed up story. Like you have the one that can heal, you have the one that is all loving, all powerful, asking what uh, he can do for you, and then you just say, no, I'm all right, I'm fine. But we do this. We do this in our prayers. We do this in how we walk around and how we live, acting like we are fine when we are not. Not only do we uh, think too small? Not only do we stay silent, but we aren't honest with ourselves. We're not honest with God. Maybe you have been dealing with something for a long time. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's something else. And you haven't really been honest. You haven't really named what you're going through. You haven't really said, this is a hard season for me or I am dealing with anxiety, or I am dealing with the secret that no one knows about. What would it look like to be like Bartimaeus and to be honest, to be real with God, the one who is for you, the one who loves you, the one who cares about you, and say, this is what I need. This is what I need, God. So how the story ends, I love this. Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. You called out to me. You uh, asked me for the big things in addition for the small things. You were real with me. Go and, and Bartimaeus gets his sight back. He gets his sight back. And then it says, instantly the man could see he followed Jesus down the road. He continued to go with Jesus. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying like if you do these three things, if you speak out, if you think big, if, you are, if you're real with God, like he'll give you anything that you want. But I do know that he's gonna promise his presence. I'm not gonna say that he's gonna fix everything in your life, 
But I do know that being real with him, that speaking out to him, that a dreaming a little bit bigger in my prayers is the way that he's calling me to live. So as we close, I wanna go back to the question we talked about in the beginning. How are you? How are you for real? And maybe you haven't slowed down enough to actually think of how you would answer that honestly. Maybe you've tried to navigate this season without uh, calling out to God. Maybe you've tried to navigate this difficult season uh, and you have thought really small and haven't asked God to do what only he could do. Maybe you've tried to navigate a challenging season without being real. In just a moment, we wanna give you the space and the time to do that. But before that, I just want you to hear that whatever it is you're going through, whether you've been going through it for your whole life or whether it's a new season where you're stressed or you're worried or you're going through something else, God cares for you. He loves you more than you could imagine and he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your honest thoughts of whatever it is you're going through. Invite him into it. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you invite us to call out to you when we're going through hard things. We thank you that we can bring, yes, the little things, the day-to-day -day requests, but we can also uh, pray for the big things to happen in our lives. And uh, you can do more than we could imagine. And we thank you that we can be real with you that we don't have to uh, clean ourselves up before we uh, call out to you, before we pray to you, but we can uh, be totally honest about the things we're going through and you love us the same. So God, as we enter into a moment where we're taking time to be honest with you, I just ask that you would prepare in each person that is listening to this right now, prepare in them the courage to be honest, the uh, wisdom to ask for the big things and the boldness to speak out to you, whether they believe in you or not. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.